0: On Friday, uh, Rav Natta Greenblatt passed away. Rav Natta Greenblatt was probably one of the most unpretentious uh, people in Gedolim uh, ever. And uh, one of the things that made him very unpretentious is just the way that he dressed. Uh, He would uh, dress like a regular person. Blue shirt, you know, didn't have a full beard and a little straw hat. And uh, my brother told me that when he would go traveling from place to place to be Masar Gittin and to do Khalitsas and to do all these things all over the place, he would sometimes uh, travel with a little uh, little bag. And he had his talis and his tefillin and all the kale, whatever he needed. And he would take out this tiny little talis and he would uh, wear it like... Uh, like almost like a scarf, and he'd put on this big, tall yarmulke, and like he looked at him, and he looked like a conservative rabbi. He's one of the gedolim of uh, of America. But it got me thinking, are you allowed to wear a talus like that? So, Rav doesn't need me to tell him how to wear a talus and not to wear a talus. Ramosha wrote about him when he was 21 years old, that he's Namud HaHorah of Yisrael. So, uh, you, know, he, he, and, and, you know, he lived to 96 but, uh, so, uh, but I just thought it was a good topic to talk about. Like, why is it that conservative uh, people and reform people wear a talus like that, that they Dafka wear it like a scarf? So uh, I don't think we ever discussed that. And what the, uh, why is it that Orthodox people typically don't wear a talus like that? I Meaning, is there any problem with wearing a talus in, uh, in such a way? Uh, you should realize that probably historically, the reason that the reform movement started doing that, started we- wearing a talus like a scarf, was to imitate uh, the way ministers would wear a scarf with their church clothing. Because a lot of what they did in the reform was to mimic what was going on in the church. That's where uh, um, uh, the, you know they had uh, they had all sorts of uh, things: the stained glass windows and the bima in the front, as opposed to in the middle. All of these things were uh, reform policies to uh, to mimic what was going on in the church. Rav Shepta told us that Rav Salvejik once in this year said that stained glass windows are chukas So they said uh, the Lampard Auditorium has stained glass, windows. only yellow ones, but it has stained glass windows. And Rav Salvejik says yes, yeah, so that's usher. So then he had to apologize the next day. you know, That's not really us, or whatever. But uh, uh, but 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 uh, this was probably one of those practices that, uh, that that was meant to mimic the church. So, what's the problem with uh, with doing this other than the chukasagay? Meaning, is there any problem with wearing a talis in a scarf like fashion? So, the, the, probably the biggest problem is that very often those talisos are not big enough. There is a minimum uh, shear for a size of a talis, but I gave you time in about that in the past about exactly how big that is. Um, so, uh, let's assume, though, that it is big enough. Is there anything wrong with punching it up around? your neck and wearing it that way or you'll even see sometimes people will have a large talus and they'll gather all four tzitzios in front of them. They'll just, uh, really like an atifa, they'll just wrap themselves in the talus. I think uh, in a lot of communities they uh, they do like that. Uh, you know, everyone every different communities have a different style of wearing a talus. I remember right after I got married I put on talus for the first time. I remember it was the easiest for me that it didn't fall off my shoulders if I sort of, instead of flipping it over I tucked it under on my shoulder and someone came over to me and said, oh I, I knew your name was Leibovitz. I didn't know you were Lubavitch. Is Leibovitz because you're Lubavitch? I said, uh, no, I'm not Lubavitch. Why would you think I'm Lubavitch? Because you're wearing a doll. like a Lubavitcher. I didn't know that like every uh, you know, there's a style that every I noticed that ever since that is wear a doll like that and most others don't. So, uh, But what about gathering all the uh, the tzitzios in front? So aside from the size issue, there are two other issues that, uh, three other issues that need to be discussed. First of all is the the union of having all four corners in front maybe an issue, may be a problem. Second of all, how to do atifa properly. There's a mitzvah of atifa. And third, in general, about scarves. If you're wearing something like a scarf, is that something that is problematic? So, uh, there are two very practical reasons why you might want to have all four tzitzios in front of you. It makes it easier to kiss when you say Shema. And Rizim also certainly is fulfilled. Nevertheless, the Shulchan Aruch writes in Simen Ches Sevdalid, Machsir shtei tzitzios l'vanov, ushtayim la'achorav. Kadei Mr. Suf of the mitzvot, that a person should have two of the tzitzios in front and two of the tzitzios in the back, so that he could be surrounded by mitzvot. The uh, Beis Yosef writes, that Yesh L'dak take the Beis Yosef writes, in our style clothing in you know, hundreds of years ago that they had base some khlaarets, why don't they put sitsis on their clothing? And the Darkheim Moshe writes, no, it's because you need Bezlafan of Bezla Akhrav and the Malbusham Shalanu are uh, don't have are not worn in a way where there are basil fan of Bezla Meaning if you have clothing that's worn in a way where all four are in front of you, the Ramah says that that would not be and uh, sitsis and that's why they didn't have tsits in their clothing. That's why the practice was that they were makel on the regular clothing that they would wear. If you look at the basic Safe, it's clear that the source for this idea of putting two in front and two behind is a balayitzer and a rokeach who brings a medrash on the pasuk in Yosheh that says, Va mayim lem or, Bayaz that the water behind them was warned not to harm them because they'd be wearing two tzitzis uh, in the back plus the kesher shil in the back. So that's sort of what protected them from the water caving in on them in the back. So it seems to be that it affords us protection in the front and back when we have the two uh, two in front, two in back. So that certainly is the ideal, the Joseph so brings a Hagos Maimonios at the end of uh, Hilchos uh, Tzitzis in the Rambam that quotes Yerushalmi that a child is not obligated to be taught about Tzitzis, an Ochiv of Chinuch and tzitzis, until he's able to keep two in front and two in back, if he's not able to do that then there's Ochiv of Chinuch, yeah, we don't have that Yerushalmi, uh, the Rambam doesn't quote it, so it could be that the Rambam didn't have that Yerushalmi, the Rambam doesn't quote this whole halacha of two in the front, two in the back, so, uh, so it could be the Rambam didn't have such a Yerushalmi but nevertheless, that, uh, that might be an additional source, now what about doing an Atifa, so there's a machlokas between the Gaonim and the Balayiter whether Atifas Yishme'elim is necessary, like you have by avelus. so in the Shulchan Aruch, in Semen Chesif Beis, he paskins like the Balayiter that you don't really need to do Atifas Yishme'elim, but the Meshbura calls an Arizal, that it's better to do an Atifa properly, the way and he describes exactly how to do it you gather all four titios, you put the talis over your head and over your forehead but not over your eyes, and you gather the the talis around your Body, that it should cover your back also, and you gather all four titios and you throw it over your left uh, shoulder and you stay that way. And he says that's certainly the best thing to do. Certainly when we say the bracha, when we first put on a talis, someone once commented to me, one of the chasanim that I taught commented to me that we should include in chasan classes how to put on a talis. Because a lot of they have no idea. There are so many things that it's not only Hilchus Nida that's new, everything is new Hilchus Shabbos is new, they never had to make any decisions in the kitchen before in their life they, they, there are so many things that are new that they need to uh, to figure out um, in uh, the Sefer Piskei Chuvas he says that uh, he goes through exactly how to do the Atifa and he points out that you should really cover the majority of your back when you do the Atifa and all of your arms and your head besides for your eyes, if you do an Atifa without covering your back at all, then that's not an Atifa I mean if you only sometimes people just wrap it around their neck like uh, like, uh like a a, a headscarf or something like that that's not, not a natif unless it covers some portion of the body it's got to be a big enough talus, yeah Meshubrurah uh, uh, says that a person's not Yotza if he wears a talus like a, like a scarf, and uh, Meshubrurah, he quotes in Arizal, they should put your talus over your tefillin, but that pashtal says doesn't mean fully over your tefillin Kabara says, that people are supposed to see the tefillin are supposed to be covered, but the tefillin are not supposed to be covered, they're supposed to be uh, they're supposed to be visible, but there's definitely something Kabbalistic about putting the talus completely over the head and over everything I was my brother just gave a haspid for uh, Rav for and he said that uh, they asked Rav Nata who. The, my brother asked Rav Nata once who the greatest person he ever met was because he met some really great people he used to talk and learn with the Briska Rav he was the Talmud of, uh, of uh, Rav David Leibovitz. he uh, learned by Rav Soloveitchik he learned by Rav Michael Feinstein Rav Meisha Feinstein so he had a lot of great people in his life he said the greatest person I ever met was Rav Cook he said that when he was a little boy he was very very ill and, uh, and, Rav, and his father brought him to Rav Cook. And uh, Rav Cook took a, a talus. Put it over his head and Rav Nata's head, and gave him some sort of bracha for Arichas Yamin. It worked, you know. Whatever uh, he said, uh, he said there were poskim that maybe were greater than Rav Cook. There were mukabala that maybe were greater than Rav Cook. There were uh, philosophers that were maybe greater than Rav Cook. There were lamdanim that were maybe greater than Rav Cook. There were, but no one was all of those things. There was nobody that was all of those things like uh, like Rav Cook was. But anyway, so uh, so so that's the uh, I noticed from Moshe Weinberg it was a sancher brisa. Was that recently? He also took the talus, put it totally over his head and over the baby, uh, the baby's face, over the baby... the part that was needed for the baby was still uh, was still uncovered for the model to do the mila. But uh, so there must be something over there. Anyway, what about scarves? Uh, wearing a scarf as a ty- you know putting uh, tzitzis on a scarf. So the Shulchan Aruch Yud talks about a certain type of head scarf, and he says that they're putter from tzitzis, But the Beis Yosef gives three different reasons that they're puter, and not all three reasons necessarily apply to our scarves. First of all, they're meant to cover the head or to protect the head from the sun, so it has the same tour as uh, turbans. It's not really a baguette that a person wears on their body. Second of all, it's for other purposes. They would carry fruit in their scarves, or they would uh, use it as a napkin or a towel to dry their hands after the or something, so it's not really a baguette. And the third reason that he gives is that it's derech it's not derech levisha, that the way a person just wraps it around their neck is not really called derech really levisha. So the Bir Halacha points out that the, only the Beis Yosef's third reason still applies to our, to our scarves. So the Bir Halacha therefore says, if you have a scarf that's of proper size... And and you're going to wear it like, uh, even if you're wearing it like a scarf, it's a it's a yerei shemayim should round off one of uh, one of the corners if you have such a big enough uh, scarf. The Bira Lecha says, even though they're all four in front of you. Yeah, um, the, uh, the 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 aruch ha'shulchan though says that the beis yosef has a patur of Ksus a ksus Sheikaru l'kusus harosh. beis yosef writes that any ksus that's yikaru l'kusus harosh is not going to be chayvin Sitzis And the way the aruch ha'shulchan understands that is lav davka ksus It's any ksus that's really only for one section of the body. So if it's only for one tiny part of the body, that's not really called the ksus tzchayim tzitzis. And the scarf is really only for the neck, and that's considered like as if uh, like a turban. That's only for the ksus and therefore it's going to be of from tzitzis as well. So at the end of the day, you should wear a talus like a normal person, <laughs> a normal normal uh, normal sized um And uh, we do the atifa properly. We try our best to do the atifa properly, and the scarf talleys and probably were uh, were based in uh, everyone should follow their communal practices unless. You your conservative reform community, but uh, then, then you should follow the Orthodox practices. But uh, but uh, but the uh, the scarf probably uh, have a lot of uh, all of these halachic issues with them. Okay, everyone, have a great day.